Hello and welcome to the latest Clear Cruise podcast. Coming up this week, Andy Harmer was joined via Zoom by APT's Jess Shelton-Agar. But first, Andy spoke with Angie Redhead from Liverpool City Council to discuss the ongoing developments throughout the country and the industry. Check it out. So I'm delighted to say that I'm joined by Angie Redhead. Hi, Angie. Hi, hi there. Uh, all the way up in Liverpool. Uh, why don't you tell us what your job title is and what that actually means in practice? Uh, well, Andy, I'm head of Cruise Liverpool and uh, we uh, run, own and operate the cruise terminal in Liverpool. So any cruise ship in Liverpool is handled by my team. And how has that gone over the past few years? Have you... We've, we've seen lots of video footage of lots of ships on the Mersey. How is it going? It's been going fantastically well. We started in 2007 with three ships, and this year we were going to have 103 ships. So it really felt like a landmark moment uh, this summer. And it's safe to say every ship visit is an event in Liverpool, and that's not something that we've created that's just something that's organically happened over the years and, and we, we love it, we love it. And why is that? I know there's an affinity with maritime up in Liverpool, but is there, and you do a lot, I know you very well, you do a lot of work and you talk, you're very persuasive with a lot of people in, in the <laughs> council and locally, but how, how has that grown so much? Well, I think Liverpool, we always say our greatest challenge is tired perceptions of the city. And so we change those tired perceptions without a doubt one ship at a time. Every time a passenger comes to Liverpool, they see how beautiful it is. They see how vibrant it is. But without exception, they say how friendly and welcoming the people of Liverpool is. And I really think that's our unique selling point. And uh, as I've mentioned, every time a ship comes in, it's an event. Thousands of people turn up at the waterfront to wave hello, to wave goodbye. And so we just create these lovely moments, uh, sailaways when the ship departs, uh, just to really give people that lasting memory of Liverpool. And without a doubt, you know, the river is in our DNA. Uh, shipping, passenger shipping is in our DNA. It, we're the birthplace of passenger shipping. And we have a real sense of pride that we've played a part in the creation of passenger shipping. And, you know, at one point in the, the 40s, 50s, 60s, we were the greatest port in the world. And our aspiration is that we will be again. We already think we are. <laughs> <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> but when, when guests arrive, I know it's difficult to generalise, but um, when guests arrive, and you're almost right in the heart of the city uh, at the cruise berth, but... Where do, where do cruise guests go to? What kind of things do they get up to? Well, they do bathe in the heart of the city and nowhere is more than a 10 minute walk away. And they're on that World Heritage waterfront with the beautiful Three Graces. Albert Dock is hugely popular. Our two cathedrals, our two football teams. We don't do anything in ones in Liverpool. Um, but a lot of people we find are just happy to be walking around and they stumble across things that they enjoy. The pubs, are always a great draw and we love hearing their stories uh, when they come back and they tell us they've met a true character as you know there's lots of characters in Liverpool and, and thankfully you know they meet the right ones when they're out and about in the city so yeah Albert's off definitely the architecture is beautiful our culture 
is fantastic. We've got seven national museums and galleries in Liverpool, which are all free of charge. And um, so we just want to share the best of Liverpool uh, uh, when people come here. Um, and it's, it's really a big passion of yours, I know, but also it's a really important economic lifeline for the city as well. So tell us a bit about that. Well, you know, for us, the reason why the City Council own and operate the cruise terminal is for us, the benefit is absolutely in the visitor economy and the economic impact in the city, whether it's in retail, leisure, whether it's in just the, the independent cafe owner, they all benefit directly or indirectly from cruise. And I think because of our location being in the heart of the city, that really helps. And, you know, this year alone, the economic impact would have been around £14 million wow. into that visitor economy. And, you know, uh, our mayor, Joe Anderson, who is a huge advocate of cruise, yeah. it's a personal passion of his as well. He says all the time, you know, culture is the rocket fuel to regeneration in Liverpool. And he's absolutely right because it is a confidence booster when you see these magnificent vessels on our waterfront. I think it sends a real message that we are open for business, that we are a visitor destination, a world-class visitor destination. Uh, regeneration is fantastic in the city, you know, new hospitals, new hotels, new roads. And I think um, it's all just connected really closely together, that um, shipping, uh, the maritime sector, the knowledge sector, the retail sector, leisure, all of these things are, are exactly what, and the music industry, of course, yeah. is what Liverpool is, is made of. Uh, you mentioned that um, ships coming in is a real sense of occasion. Tell us a little bit about what I think is one of your greatest achievements in the last few years with the Cunard event. Tell us a bit, of, give us a bit of scale and a sense of that. <laughs> well, uh, what started with a single email to me that just said, quick question, can we get three queens in the river at the same time? became three years in the plan and, and uh, originally um, Cunard, they absolutely wanted to bring the fleet to Liverpool but it's fair to say it was never going to be a, a show, they were just going to be in Liverpool for one day uh, together at different locations on the Mersey and uh, well you know in Liverpool we like a show, we do like to put a show on and, and sure enough next thing we created river dance and we choreographed these different manoeuvres but it found its own momentum. Absolutely, Cunard brought the ships, but we brought the people and we brought the sparkle and the magic and one million people lined both sides of the river that day. And um, I mean, it can still put a lump in my throat now I've when heard, I think I about it. Because I remember the crowd falling silent and uh, after singing and waving flags and then they fell silent and I thought, oh, we've oversold this. <laughs> They've stood here for three hours and now they're disappointed. And it absolutely wasn't. They were just transfixed by what they were seeing, these three vessels moving in front of them so majestically. And uh, I'll never forget it. And with Cunard, who were fabulous to work with, they still say, you know, for them, it's goosebump moments as well. So Fantastic. I don't think we can ever create something like that again. We will create something different yeah. on that scale, I'm sure. But... I don't think I'd want to recreate that again. It's too special. <laughs> oh, that's a lovely story. And listen, Angie, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for everything you do for the cruise industry. And uh, we'll speak again soon. Thank you. Thanks, Angie. See you soon. Bye. Bye.
Uh, well, as you can see, I've been joined by uh, the legendary. I can call you a legend, can't I? It's Jess from oh, I like that. <laughs> How are you, Jess? Hi. I'm really well, thanks, Andy. I'm fortunate enough the sun's streaming in here today, so that definitely makes this challenging time a bit easier. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we all know you from APT, um, so tell us how you ended up at APT. That's also not a, a particularly British accent you have. So tell us, tell us how you ended up in the UK working for APT. Um, so I um, left New Zealand uh, as a backpacker and um, had a few trips along the way, but ended up eventually in the UK and decided that this was where I wanted to uh, come and stay. So after a short stint with uh, Flight Centre in Australia was where I was introduced oh, to the wow. travel industry, uh, which was uh, an experience for me. I then um, came to the UK and worked for Qantas Holidays as an Australian New Zealand specialist when they had their UK operations. Yeah. And then after that business closed um, its UK office, I was fortunate enough to be approached by APT. And it was fairer to say I knew very little about river cruising, as probably a lot of the industry did at that point. That was, we're talking seven, eight years ago now. Um, and I entered the, the company. A lot of our business, for those who know our history and heritage, was escorted touring Australia, New Zealand, and Canada. And river cruising was on the cusp of this incredible boom. And I've been fortunate enough to be around on that journey. And um, there's been some incredible highs. There's been a couple of lows, but most of it has been awesome. And um, APT is we've gone a long way, come a long way in the last seven years, and it's a a great business. So yeah, so I've been there, started out on the road, um, visiting agent partners from sort of um, Aberdeenshire right down to uh, Cornwall. And then um, now I head up our trade sales team, which is, I think I've got one of the best jobs in the industry. <laughs> well, certainly working in river cruise makes it one of the best jobs in the industry. Definitely. Uh, can you remember your first river cruise particularly? I can, I, I can. and I was um, a bit naive to the world of luxury travel at that point. Most of what I'd done had had a backpack in a, right. a hostel around it. And within about a month of being um, sort of uh, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed to an account manager role, I was um, given the opportunity to go on the Amabella, which uh, was one of our first river ships, and sail from Vienna down to Budapest. Uh, it was my first trip to both of those cities and it still remains as one of my travel highlights sailing into Budapest. Yeah. I think the beauty of river cruising is you don't arrive at an airport, you don't arrive sort of a 40 minute transfer away from somewhere, you just sail in and it, and it was incredible and some of the experiences that we had and that I got from doing it with APT were just, were just amazing and the food, oh, and I love my food and wine, so I was in heaven on those. <laughs> So, so I think one of the, the best kept secrets that we have in River Cruise is around some of the shoreside stuff that we do, uh, because it's, it's so eclectic. There's so many different parts to it and appealing to so many tastes. So can you give us a taste of some of the kind of shoreside experiences that, that APT Oh, has? definitely. Um, one of my favourites is uh, we visit a place called Normandy Castle. And those of you who have heard me speak about APT in the past, um, it's uh, the home of a princess called Princess Heidi van Hohenzollern. So for a Kiwi girl, that's quite a pronunciation for me. For anybody. We, for anybody, <laughs> yes. Um, but we go there and our guests get invited into to the, her home and um, you can explore it like it's your home. 
She has a fantastic relationship with um, Jeff McGarry um, and the McGarry family who own APT. And when I was there, I said to her, I, I was fortunate enough, it was um, just before Christmas and she was there. So the castle was all decorated in the decor um, Christmas trees. And I said, oh, I work for APT. She's like, oh, we love you all. And she gave me the biggest hug. So it's those, those experiences that you get. You can't just go and visit this castle. Um, and that's one of the many uh, things that we do at APT and that's what river cruising is all about is getting off the ship and exploring and seeing these destinations so I can go on for hours about some of the touring experiences I've had but well, we don't, we don't have, have that time but, but, but those experiences are, are amazing and I think again that's one of the things I love about river cruising is those little mm. things that you do when you're not really expecting it or you're not really you know you mm. haven't looked at the itinerary in such depth so um and, yeah, and no taking a bike ride off too. Sorry, yeah. going off on a cycling ride. That's one of the things that I was like, well, I'm a, I'm a, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm a runner, but I'm a keen jogger. And being able to just sort of go along the river yeah. and the guests would wave at me and think, what on earth is she doing? <laughs> um, have you noticed uh, over the last few years more interest from the trade in getting involved in river? Oh. Definitely. When I first started, I'd walk into um, our fantastic uh, retail high street partners and I'd be like, oh, I'm Jess, APT. They're like, oh, we don't sell touring. And I'd be like, no, no, I don't want to talk to you about touring. I want to talk about river cruising. And then eventually the message has got across um, yeah. that A, river cruising is it's, it's, a, it's growing. Um, there's some fantastic um, earnings to be had. Um, there's fantastic rates of repeat guests. So the opportunity there from the trade has just um, increased significantly. Uh, some of the OTAs, I've worked with them um, on their journey from thinking, oh, not sure about this world of river cruising. We're all about the big ships um, and the big experiences. Uh, and seeing them grow has just been amazing. But we have got agents constantly reaching out to us, wanting to work on how they can talk to their um, customers and future customers about river cruising. Yeah. And one of the, I think one of the other exciting things about River Cruise is the Mekong and the opportunity on the Mekong. I know you're a big fan of the Mekong. How was it for you? How was it for you? Oh, it was awesome. And it still rates up there with, um, well, I say this a lot, but it was just incredible. And so I started in Ho Chi Minh City and it was my first trip to Asia. And Love I was like, city. wow. I know. Oh. Yeah. And we've been lucky enough to have an awesome Asia River Cruise Conference yeah. out there. And, and the hustle and bustle of it was just unreal. The food, the people, the smells, the sights and sounds. So that was great. And then you get on, you spend two or three nights there and then you jump on this beautiful river ship. And What's beautiful with the Mekong is the river's quite wide and the, yes, there are more ships out there now, but you still feel quite remote. So it's not like Europe where you see um, no. passenger vessels coming up and down all the time. Um, you can go a couple of days and not see another ship. And you get off into these villages and, and the people are just so warm and friendly and welcoming and um, it's quite rural and raw. And you're like, no, well, we're getting off here. What's got like this? This is, this is exciting. So it was just amazing. And the children like, oh, um, and then of course, again, food. Um, yeah, just, the food, and, food oh, is amazing. The food is. And the beauty of a river ship and we're in a river holiday is you can have your home favorites as well. You don't have to have noodle soup for breakfast lunch and dinner you can have your omelette um, but if you want the noodle soup you can do that as well so you, you get a good an awesome taste yeah. of the destination um, experiencing it um, you'll visit Phnom Penh which is a heartbreaking city with a um, very tragic recent history and to learn about that and to meet some of those people was um, humbling 
and um, emotional. And then, but then to experience the city of an evening, um, I ended up in a karaoke bar, which um, was amazing. There's and a then thought. Finish, yeah, there's a thought for anyone who knows me. Yeah, singing's not the strong point, um, but I love it. And then, yeah, it's just an incredible way of seeing both Vietnam and Cambodia and Myanmar, of course, too, on the Irrawaddy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and we mentioned agents before, and I'm, I'm conscious that we're, we've, we've talked already for, for yeah. well over our time, but, mm. but travel agents are a really important part of the River Cruise community. Oh, they're, they're hugely important. Um, for us at APT, uh, the trade is over 75% of our business. So um, we, we love the relationships we have. Um, we're all set up working from home now. Our reservations team have adapted incredibly well. We all have. Um, it's definitely had its uh, ups and downs, which I know it has for all of our agent partners. But we're here and we, we want to support you if you um, need anything from us in any shape or form, particularly during this challenging time. That's what it's all about. And I personally cannot wait to get to a clear event um, or, and just get out there and see some agents and, yeah. and see some of our wonderful partners and can't wait to see everyone when this is all eventually over. Yeah, look forward to it. And absolutely, I can only echo what you say, the hard work by the travel agent community as well as by all of those river cruise operators. So thank you for what you do. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. Uh, Thanks, thank Andy. you so much. And uh, we'll hopefully see you at a clear event soon. Yeah, cheers. Thanks so much, Andy. Take care, everyone. Thank you. So thank you to Angie, Jess, and of course to Andy for joining us this week. And you can hear more from Andy and Jess on our Clear Europe Facebook page and YouTube channel this week, where Andy Harmer and Lucy Huxley hosted our first ever River Cruise webcast, an hour-long event talking to some of the key figures across the industry to discuss the ever-changing River Cruise landscape. You can also check it out by clicking the link in the description of this episode. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to let us know your thoughts across social media by using the hashtag ClearPod. That's C-L-I-A-P-O-D. I've been Toby Cruz. Thanks again.